Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 97 won the ticket. Stoney and Jansen. Stoney back later in the week. All right. Dylan Larkin and his contract situation. It does seem like the Wings and Larkin are about a million apart, right? And I still believe this thing's going to get done. I really do. But I'm watching Dylan Larkin at the All-Star Game. You got back-to-back All-Star Games, the NHL on Saturday, the NFL yesterday. Dylan Larkin, by the way, was amazing. He had five goals and three assists. He was outstanding. Now, it was three-on-three hockey, but whatever the case is, what are you going to do? So we all know and we're waiting to see if Iserman can lock up Larkin. Dylan Larkin then goes on TV and was asked about the All-Star game. I want to play you this audio. I want to play you this audio and you tell me, was this a message that the Red Wings captain was trying to send? Take a listen. But it's just pretty special to play against these guys and uh, play with some of these guys. Playing with Mitch Marner is probably the highlight of my trip so far. Playing with Mitch Marner was the highlight of my trip. Mitch Marner plays for the Maple Leafs. We here in Detroit should hate the freaking Maple Leafs. Not only are they so much better than the Wings, but they're in the same division as the Wings as well. I don't know if Dylan you that on purpose. You're too much into it. I probably am. I probably am. And I admit that. I, I want to think he's sending a message, but you're probably right. I probably am reading a little too much into it. But it did get me thinking because I threw this on social media and the response I got was unbelievable. So when Dylan said what he said, I immediately got upset because I hate the Leafs. I hate him. I hate him, John. I hate him. And the fact that Marner plays for the Leafs, their fans are so obnoxious. I can't stand the Maple Leafs. When they lose in the first round every year, it makes me so happy. Well, yes, there's, there's a always a celebration by not just a few, but by many but here in Detroit. Yes, Detroit I, hates Toronto. Yes, I, that's that's a standard. That's okay. But hold on a second, because it might be changing. So I threw this on social media. The response I got was that we don't hate Toronto anymore, that those days are gone. Just like the Avalanche, we don't hate Colorado. We don't hate Toronto. And I guess if that's the case, because I still hate, I still hate a lot. If that's the case, collectively as a city, who the hell do we hate anymore? And before you answer, like, I know we hate the Buckeyes. That's obvious. And Michigan hates Michigan State. Michigan State hates Michigan. But collectively as Detroit, who do we hate anymore? If it's not Toronto, I'm lost. Well, Is it the Packers? Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but I, I kind of feel that's gone by the wayside ever since knocking them out of the postseason. Uh, no, it hasn't. It's not going to completely go away. It's not going to completely go away. And if you, the the issue has been, and it's been this way for so long now with all of the teams, when have they been good enough to actually hate somebody? 
that's, I think, where Detroit fans are right now is when were the wings good enough to actually hate somebody else? Because you don't play Colorado as much as you used to. You haven't had those matchups in the playoffs. You haven't, you know, and, and yeah, you could say Toronto because they're in the same division and you play them, but when have the wings been good enough for fans to, to sit there and say, well, we hate them and we have a chance to, to whether it's to sweep them or to beat them. It just, it has, it's been too long. People have forgotten. I think you're right. That's actually one of the downsides of not having a great sports town right now. Like, we are a great sports town. If we win, people get excited. Right now, it's been a little depressing with the exception of the Lions. But I think I agree with you. I think we haven't been as good. The rivalries haven't been there. We haven't played in huge games. We haven't really learned to hate anybody. Right, yeah. When was so the just, last time that it a, a Detroit team was knocked out of the playoffs with a controversial call or a close game. That's where you start to okay, you know, you, that's when you you hate someone because then you've got to spend the entire year to get back to that same spot and you're hoping to have the same opponent so that you can knock them out and and have a, a moment of reckoning. Well, in general, your question, when was the last time a team was knocked out of the playoffs? Right, so that's my <laughs> it point. It was before COVID. Yeah. Right, it, it was oh, the, it was the Pistons. Pistons. Yeah, yeah. They, they got swept by Milwaukee. And it wasn't yeah, competitive. Even, right, Not even that wasn't competitive, and it was kind of like they backed in. And, 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 like, a lot of people didn't even want them to make the playoffs because they wanted a better draft pick or they wanted, you know, they wanted something better. They wanted the Pistons to, to flip the switch and rebuild at that time. But right now, when was the last time there was an emotional, heartbreaking, stinging loss from one of the professional teams. In the playoffs? It was a Lions-Cowboys game. 2014. Right. January 15, I think. That's a decade ago. I mean, eight My years. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah, other than, I mean, the Wings lost to Tampa Bay. This yeah, is- but that was, wasn't the last time they lost them five games? Uh, it might have been. Then there was the one year they lost in seven. That was when like Cronwell 13, got suspended. Though. Was it that long ago? Yeah, 10 years ago, yeah. Wow. When the Tigers lost to the Orioles, it had kind of become obvious, and there was such a disdain towards Brad Ausmus uh, as the manager of the team. And everybody knew they missed the window with 12 and 13. Two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. Maybe you guys are right. I really thought Detroit still hated the Maple Leafs, so when Larkin makes those comments... I was nauseated because I hate the Maple Leafs. But if it's not the Leafs and it's not the Packers, is it anybody? Do we hate collectively anybody? We got some texts. We got some calls. We're talking hate people. Dylan Larkin said best part of the All-Star break for him was playing with Mitch Marner. I know he didn't mean it on purpose. I know this was not a message saying if you're not careful, I'm going to play for the Leafs. But he is going through a contract dispute with the Red Wings. And it does seem like they're a million dollars apart. And you wonder if Steve really wants Dylan back. Dylan says he wants to be here. So that's another layer of this, if you will. It's all negotiating. Yeah. I I think at the end of the day, it gets done. Dylan's going to be the captain. Dylan's going to be the center. And he'll get paid probably somewhere in the middle of what was offered and what he wants. Yeah. I'm not too concerned about that. Well, I think the betting odds are on what you just said, but... I find it interesting that you, your captain and your best player and your leader, best player in quotes, I think I better say, because other people think. Yeah, most yeah. is probably their best player. Yeah, but uh, why isn't it done yet? Why has it gotten to here? And I guess until, like, if he if he's still on the team after the trade deadline, I think he will be. 
Yeah. But, but the deal's not done. You're going down the road of not getting anything. Steve Eiserman is leaving right now all options open. Right, March 3rd is the deadline, correct? Yeah. So And so up until March 3rd, he's got all everything at his disposal. Is Dylan Larkin on the trade block? Probably not. But if I'm Steve Eiserman, there's nothing off the table. What can I get in return? Now, that remains to be seen because another team is going to want to look at that and say, we can structure that deal for Dylan Larkin long-term okay. better for our organization than Steve Eiserman can because he's not doing it for somebody else. He's going to be doing it for the Red Wings. So if he's here March 4, I I, I believe shortly after that, we'll, we'll have a deal done. Don't you agree, though, when you have an asset? And I don't care. I can say this in any sport, even the NFL, because in the NFL, you have to designate your franchise tag before free agency begins. Yeah. We're four weeks away from Steve Eiserman leaving Dylan Larkin unprotected entering free agency. You have exposed yourself to potentially getting nothing in return. And I love Iserman, and I think we're starting to get to a point where we need to see some more results. But my thing, if I was a GM, my biggest problem with a GM is if you have an asset that is that can get you something in return, you never, ever, ever let it get to where they're exposed. So now we're going to be in a situation where the contract, to me, he Larkin gains leverage after the deadline. Yeah, but okay, so if they get nothing leading up to the deadline, all right, then at that point you say, okay, well, we'll give you your, your extra million bucks or we'll, here's a $750,000. You come down to us and we'll get it done. Like if, if, if you get up to or close to the deadline and you're not getting what you think you would want for Dylan Larkin, there, there's still plenty of time. There's no panic. I'm not sitting here going, hey, they have to do it now or they're going to lose Dylan Larkin. I've, my radar has been up on this since last offseason. I, I thought when he hired a different agent, and I'm very – I think Dylan Larkin's a very, very good player. I don't think he's a superstar. I, I'm not even sure he's a top-line center for every team. Like, listen, I think right. Dylan – Oh, you're de- – no yeah. doubt. Well, I, I think Dylan's a good player, and I agree with John. There's no way this doesn't get done. But I do think, A, a million bucks is kind of a big deal in the NHL as far as who you can go out and get. The second thing, too, is look at some of the centers around the league. Dylan wants $9 million. I'm not sure Stevie on principle alone is going to give him the $9 million. I think at the end of the day, no way he gets traded. I think, like every negotiation, it's not personal, it's business, and they'll figure it out. There's no way yeah. you're going to lose all, all I'm saying, I guess, is we better not get the summer and this is the way it is. I'd be floored. I'd be floored. Because that's where you, that's where my problem was with Indomitian Sue and Max Scherzer. You don't ever let a guy get to, to that point. And he has – you can have your opinions on what Larkin is. Some people – some Red Wing fans think he's he's great and a star. I think he's held the captaincy well. Um, I think he's a really, really good player. He is and, a very good player. And I think he's worth what he's – you know, right where they're at in the contract situation. He's having a very good season, too. The thing about it is the problem is – He's never won, right? So he's never really had the ability, I feel, to lead, right? But he undoubtedly has significant worth in this league. 100%. Okay? not It's not like Conor right. McDavid hitting or something like that, Fringer, or Austin Matthews. But he has enough value to get something pretty significant in return. And if you don't get that and he doesn't play here next year, Steve Eiserman made his first humongous blunder. Because that's my problem. When GMs let that happen, you just don't – sports are built now to never let a guy – look at what the Nets did with Kyrie. Yeah. You know what? They got something in return. 
Who knows what it'll be? I like that they got that 20, 29 pick down the road. You know, if Luca's off the Mavs, the Mavs might be horrible. I think the only people, the only reason it's a people terrible are trade for the Mavs. Well, it, 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 I mean, how many different franchises does Kyrie Irvin have to blow up before owners understand that it, we don't need that on our team? I know that they needed something. They got Luca, and they're they're hovering around five hundred. Like they've got to find a way to take that next step. But is it Kyrie Irving? Well, he's technically only a math for four months here, roughly three months, depending on how far they go. I think what they did is they're pulling a Kawhi Leonard, with like the Raptors did, that they're going to see what happens here in a short period of time in a wide open Western Conference. And uh, I, I also think they're finding out, which I think they needed to with Luka, how does Luka play when he has a superstar next to him? Or at least a star. I, I actually think Kyrie, too, is going to be somewhat motivated. Listen, we got calls to get to. The Eisenman stuff is out there along with Dylan Larkin. Let's go to Steve on a cell. You're on the ticket. Hey, Steve, what's up, bud? Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Good. Uh, the Toronto thing specifically, I'm in my mid-40s now, and as a kid, you know, I had a hand-me-down black and white TV, if I recall, in my bedroom with those rabbit ears, and I couldn't get you know, WXON out of Detroit because it was a UHS channel, so I grew up watching Hockey Night in Canada. So I developed kind of that allegiance a little bit oh to my. Montreal and Toronto, and um, so, so that's where that comes from. And I've lived in Genesee County my whole life. I've been to the parades when the Wings won the Cup, and I still live in a little bit of fear that if the Wings ever played the, you know, Maple Leafs, it wouldn't be for the Cup now. But back then, like, who would I end up rooting for? But that's kind of where that comes from and why I don't have that hate necessarily for Toronto because that's what I was able to grow up and watch. You're conflicted uh, if they played for a conference title or or for the, the right to go to the Stanley Cup that you'd be rooting for the Leafs? I don't know. Like, I've never been put in that situation. I'd like to say no. I'd like to say no. Those fans, Steve. I understand. Steve, you would have the chance to crush them. (laughs) Do you have any idea how bad and how hard Toronto takes it every time they lose in the first round? It is such pure bliss. Steve, don't go on the dark side. Don't do that. I I understand that bliss. I, 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 I have it the same way, like, Michigan State loses a game, or Notre Dame, or Ohio State. I, I recognize that bliss. I get it. Um, but I, I, like I said, I have not been put in that situation, so it's hard to say for sure. Yeah, I mean, Wings and Maple Leafs. Those are my those are my two Maybe. teams, and it's probably the only sport, the only sport that I have that feeling for. You guys mentioned the rivalries, and I don't watch sports like I used to because I got a couple young kids. But so I hold on to those old rivalries. Aside from the Toronto Detroit, you know, part of it. You know, my son's junior league basketball team is the Bulls and it drives me nuts. Steve, that, I got to tell you, man, that's a conflicted human being. Yeah. Kind of feel bad for Steve, to be honest with you. Is that Steve Stone? <laughs> kind of sounded that way. He Who didn't start speaking is... in French, so no. <laughs> Who's rooting for Toronto? 97 won the ticket. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 